to Twisted Tea, a podcast dedicated to some twisted, twisted, twisted tea. This season, we're back in brewing with the most twisted tea you can ever expect. From the sicko sign to middle of nowhere Boston College, whether you're training, busing, riding, walking, crawling, or even flying, you hear things. And we're here to spill it all. I'm Geneve. I'm Bonnie. And we are so glad you're joining us here today. Now let's get sippin'. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's Geneve and Bonnie back at it again with another episode of Twisted Tea. Twisted, twisted, <laughs> twister tea. <laughs> I have not had coffee this morning. Had nothing. I literally had like a little bowl of oatmeal and I feel like I'm bouncing off the walls. I don't know why. I'm pretty sure your coffee from last night is still in effect right yeah, now. Yeah, I was just telling Geneve I had like, because um, I had to redeem my stars from Starbucks or else they expire super soon. So I took my brother to go get coffee yesterday and we both got venti coffees and I got like a venti, like something cloud caramel latte or macchiato with like four shots of espresso, some shit like that. And I couldn't fall asleep until four o'clock in the morning. And then now I still feel super hyper. So maybe I should stop drinking coffee she's dead this is so funny i have a question for you geneve what's up how's your life going <laughs> it sounded so like other like other meeting like mixed messages <laughs> life is pretty good we actually went on a hike this morning i saw on your story i was like what the fuck this girl's yeah. up at six o'clock in the morning it was a spontaneous decision we made it last night we were like, we want to go on a hike and like, it, it gets really hot and like sunny here because it's, it's kind of like a desert. I mean, it is a mm-hmm. desert. And so we can't really go on hikes around like one or two just because it's, it's really, I don't even know how to Is like, it humid? It. It's not humid, but it's like, it's very, um, I only know the Chinese term for it. It's like, you know when it just feels like you're like a sardine, like drying on the sidewalk. <laughs> no, I don't know that <laughs> feeling, but okay. I can imagine. <laughs> but yeah like that's just what it feels like, like. it's taking it's all the morning. energy like and all the like yeah. I, I i think yes. i know what you mean because yes, yes, yes. texas is a place yes. that's like super dry heat and you can literally crack an egg on the mm-hmm. sidewalk and it will probably cook so i think i know what you mean yeah exactly like that so we went on a hike and then re- before recording this i started watching um how to get away with murder oh is it good i've seen like one episode of it's it it's so good it's really good. I'm not really like, I mean, b- before I kind of wanted to be a lawyer for like a very short stint in my life, but it's just a really good show. And I like that the episodes are shorter so that my attention span is like still there. It's you a know? law show? Um, It's a, it's, yeah, I think it is. It's a criminal, it's called a criminal defense lawyer yeah. right? when you're not the prosecution. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's following a like a criminal defense lawyer and her intern. Oh, interesting. You should li- or you should watch mm-hmm. um The Good Wife. So ma- my mom and I started it maybe three weeks ago, and we finally mm-hmm. finished it. Well, we have two more episodes to finish it um today, but it's seven seasons long, and I've never watched like a show mm-hmm. that I I don't go for shows that have more than three seasons, or else I just stop at season three because I have no attention span. Um. But it's uh-huh. a law show, and I calculated Ooh. it's 112 hours, like, total from season one to season seven. But we, I love it, and I honestly want to become a lawyer because of the show. And I'm probably not going to, That's but... so cool. Yeah, it's a really good show. <laughs> no, it really is. I just, like, find it... I feel like being a lawyer, it's just, like, a very intellectual way of arguing with someone. Yes. 
Yes. And it's also just so cool. And I feel like you really get to know people and like how passionate they are too about just like helping people. I feel like ultimately you always see those shows and there's people that are like really manipulative and like scandalous, Mm -hmm. but I feel like there's always those really good characters. Yeah. I totally am in love with the law. Um, I also, I got AirPods. I'm no longer a peasant. (gasps) Yay. Yay. Round of applause. I know, no, I got the because I've been wanting to get them for a while now, and I finally uh-huh. got them. I got the noise cancellation ones, and I, I t- holy <gasps> cow, like they block out everything. Like when my brothers are arguing on the side, I can't hear a single thing. It's the best purchase I've made in 2020. My, uh, my one of my old roommates had them and she was like oh my god I can't hear your screaming through them. no it's it's so true like my mom like yelling for me and I literally cannot hear her and she thinks I'm rude I'm like mom I just really can't hear you but that's incredible I love that okay so on that note let's segue over to what we're going to be talking about today Geneve why don't you enlighten us with today's topic Ah, thank you for the honors. <laughs> Today, we are going to talk about happiness. And yes, you did hear that right. If you're happy and you know it, clap for hands. <laughs> no, seriously, when I was like, I was up doing a little bit of research last night at like 1230 in the morning. And I was reading all uh-huh. these articles. And then all of a sudden, like that song just popped into my head. And I was like, holy shit childhood anyway that had nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today so I think I kind of want to talk about like first things first what is happiness okay um well so I looked it up on Oxford the dictionary and the the Oxford definition of happiness is the state of being happy and I was like great well I don't even know what the fuck happy means it's kind of like what color is orange orange like I don't know what that means yeah um so then I looked up definition of happy and it said feeling or showing pleasure or contentment so okay I have really never given like what is happiness or like am I truly happy that much of a thought because you know like that's not something you really think about you just kind of think like oh I'm happy today oh I'm sad today but like to you what is happiness I feel like happiness isn't really like something that is permanent I feel like it's it's like a spectrum and it's very fluid yes if that makes yes sense. it does so like I could wake like like okay normally no one really wakes up and say like today I am going to be unhappy right. like usually if you wake up and you're unhappy it's either something that happened like that morning that caused you to be so so like that could be you know checking a message and something like in that message makes you unhappy mm-hmm. Or it could be something carrying over, something that's, like, more long-term, like, something pressing, Right. And that is always going to be... So, like, for example, like, when COVID, like, we were still... We didn't know if we were going to go home, all of that stuff. Like, that was something that carried over from, like, you know, previous days and stuff, which might have an effect on that. So I definitely feel like most people generally, you know, kind of... I feel like happiness, you have, like, happiness, unhappiness, and then in the middle, which is just, like... I don't want to say indifference, but like neutral. Mm-hmm. Is that like a good word for that? Like you're not feeling so anything feel like you're people... saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like you're not particularly like dissatisfied, but you're not also like over the Right. Mood. Like you're idle. You're just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say most people like generally sit there and then when something good happens, 
you can slide towards the scale or the side that's like more content. And then if you're either reminded of something or if something else happens that can drag you back down, then you can either go back to neutral or slide into the scale of like dissatisfaction. If that makes yeah, sense. no, I agree with you on how you kind of said like happiness. There's kind of like two, three different, not like stages. It's kind of like the in the moment happy and then like overall like mm-hmm. your state of happiness yeah. based off of everything else that's going on in your life right so I wrote mm-hmm. down a couple mm-hmm. of things that make me really happy like in the moment for example like getting coffee I don't know why like knowing that I'm gonna go into a coffee shop and get a coffee makes me really happy I don't know I'm psycho mm-hmm. um and then like waking up before your alarm goes off and then realizing there's more time to sleep. That's like the one of the happiest times I can ever feel. Oh um, and then there's also those like working out makes me happy. Sunsets and rainbows, like concerts, like people also make me happy. Mm-hmm. But then um, I haven't really wrapped my head around the bigger level of happiness, like your your state of happiness, not being in the moment, but your overall okay. state of it. I haven't wrapped my head around like how I'm supposed to explain that to people. Okay, okay. I guess it's really interesting because the things that you're like kind of mentioning are things that like happen every day right there are like things like like getting coffee like like it's not gonna be like oh my god like bonnie's entire sunday is getting coffee you know what i mean it's like things that happen like every now and then and then it also feels like those are things like that you are like choosing to do like right like if you go choose to see the sunset or if you like go choose to get coffee and then i almost feel like in that kind of like more in that more shorter term sense is it that like unhappiness are things that were like affected by I think so like you wouldn't actively go and pursue something to make you unhappy it's like a cause of something that happened I I agree with that statement but I think I might like counter speak for myself later on in the episode Uh um but for now I can agree that sometimes sometimes that your feelings of happiness or like unhappiness is a result um I agree on that point All right, so kind of moving along, do you think happiness is a choice or a feeling? Yeah, so for me, I think it's a little bit of both, but I would lean more towards the choice of it. I mean, earlier we just talked about how unhappiness and happiness can sometimes be a result, right? Like a resulting feeling of things that have been happening. But let me kind of like make my case on why I think happiness is a choice. Um, As you like mentioned before about how I I choose to go get coffee, I choose to go look at sunsets, all of that. That's why I think happiness is a choice. I think, for example, like a like a simple example I can give is if you're at a funeral, right? That's a very sad event. Like someone just passed away, someone like close to you, someone you loved. Um, And a lot of people like go like crying and sobbing and being super sad. And that's completely valid for them to do. Like that's the right space um, and time for them to show those emotions. But when you Mm -hmm. like choose, like actively choose to think back on all the good and like the fun memories you've had with that person, you're actively choosing to like you're actively choosing happiness over the sad part of it does that make sense okay yeah yeah that would make sense yeah so that is kind of like a simple example that I can bring up about like happiness is a choice yeah I think I would agree with that too because like okay so a a similar situation I guess I can give would be like okay so a few weeks ago a friend like decided to tell us that we shouldn't be friends mm-hmm. anymore and that like really upset me because we were really good right. friends and so that would be like a feeling of unhappiness Correct. 
because ultimately that's not my choice. It was like an effective uh, or uh, is it affective is it if it's with an A? Yeah, I think it's if it was an affective feeling. Right. But then when I like in the moment, like right when it happened, I was like really unhappy about it. I was really upset. It kind of ruined like my whole week. But then when I shifted the conversation to saying, okay, like there, like this situation is out of my control. Right. What I could have potentially done to change this, I have done. I like retroactive actions don't exist. Like obviously we can't time turn. So, or time travel. So I can't change what has happened in the past even if it were something that I did that caused this and so it almost like shifted again like this whole idea of a spectrum it shifted me towards I wouldn't necessarily say I was happy with the situation like even now when I think back on like our friendship or if I'm like talking about something and it comes up I try to like avoid her name I try to avoid like even mentioning like any of our memories but I wouldn't say I have the same kind of unhappy feeling as when everything first happened because I feel like I've rested my case and now I feel neutral about it. I'm so glad you brought that situation up because I think what you're trying to get at correct me if I'm wrong kind of like you like you were trying to shift your mindset into like moving towards yes. the happy side of things like obviously it wasn't going to be an overnight yes. like oh like we, we're not like switches we can't just switch from happy to not happy that's like psychopathic um yes or psych- yes. Psych- psychopathic minds but you were choosing to do certain actions and think certain thoughts so that you could work towards being more happy than the current state you were in yeah Exactly. Like, it would be like if it was a potion or, like, a big cauldron, right? right? And there's, like, all of these, like, really good things that happen in my life. And then if bad things come in and taint them, that's, like, one way I can, like, just pick it out, right? Like, it's not necessarily like I'm going to completely get rid of the item. Like, it's always going to be there. It might re-enter my brain at some points, but I'm choosing to remove it from this equation of my, like, overall well-being because it just wasn't doing me any good towards, like, this idea of happiness. Amen. I think I can relate to that when, and that's kind of, like, how, like, I kind of worked on myself towards actually, like, not being truly happy, but trying to understand, like, what makes me happy? Why do I feel so sad? Especially when I was, like, going through that really rough time um, earlier on uh, the year with um, my ex and trying to move on from him. Like, you know the situation that I was in. And obviously, when you go through things like that, for example, when you lost a friend, it's like, you are so sad for so long. And then I feel like I kind of just hit, I woke up one day and it was kind of like a turning point. Like, I'm going to have to live knowing that like we can't like knowing that this situation has already happened do I want to continue living until I'm like 95 being sad and dwelling on all the sad parts or do I want to wake up and make the conscious decision that today I'll be happy and I think when I started shifting my mindset like you did um it really affected my physical mental and emotional health that just overall boosted my overall state of happiness I love that I completely agree with that I feel like we have really similar experiences and these might not even be like the only experiences but like they're very recent so that's what like comes up to mind first right yeah yeah most definitely I also think it's really interesting too if it has anything to do with like I feel like you and I might be really different in a lot of uh situations and how we act but I feel like most of the time we are very like we like to be in control of things and not in like a very manipulative way, but in like, like, like I like to control my life. Right. And I'm, I'm sure you do too. Like, I don't like to feel like my life is spiraling out of control. I don't like to 
just let things like really happen to me most of the time. And because like I still go by this, like the un- anything that's unhappy is like an affective thing. So it's like something that just happens to you. I don't like to let things happen to me. So it's, it's almost like, yeah, having to let it go because you physically cannot do anything to change the outcome that is so spot on like I could not have said that any better I think both of us we like to know what's going to happen next and I mean we love like surprises Mm -hmm. when it comes to like parties and like surprise presents things like that (laughs) but like when it comes down to like life like situations and like relationships and people in school and career we want to know what the heck is going on next mm-hmm. and I think as you said when these situations that happen that we can't we have no control over I think that's why us being able to understand that and then creating a mindset that we want to be happy and then choosing things that we can actually control for example choosing to go hang out with people that you know you always can have fun with and people that can always distract you or choosing to do things for example yoga or going out for lunch or brunch or whatever um like choosing to do these things to bring you back those like joyful moments I mean obviously I don't think happiness comes from material things or like people but like us understanding Mm -hmm. that this is how we think and this is the mindset that will get us to a an overall more happy state I think that's where we both have um we we both have in common I actually wanted to bring up my friend's situation um that's a really cool like you you like set me up perfectly to bring this up so because of current events with you know Black Lives Matter and I personally haven't seen people like I'm super cool like uh, like direct contact with me relationships with me really that I've seen people be like very ignorant and you know which I feel like so I was really really shocked I thought I would see definitely more people that were you know just blatant disregard but I have a good friend she's black Mm -hmm. and in the past like two weeks or so she's had like some of her really close friends let her down in the sense that you know she thought that they would at least reach out she thought that they would you know people would kind of stand up for her because they're her Mm -hmm. friend right and like she mentioned so we had this conversation i was like hey like are you okay and i was like i'm really sorry that you know these are like people that you thought you could trust proved you wrong and she was like no it's okay because i've realized that there are so many more people who reached out will stand with me and then she's even said like moving forward she's like i'm now going to work on these friendships that I, you know, haven't really worked on for a long time because these people really like showed up for me, which I thought was so awesome because she just really like turned that around. She took it from like, you know, being really let down by two of her, I mean, I would say they were like her best friends who just refused to like make a statement about how they felt about the current climate. And she said, you know, this isn't serving me. And instead of letting that like really consume her and like with disappointment, she like totally shifted that around. So I feel like that was a really good example for this kind of like mindset shift as well. No, that's amazing. I think, I think, um, as easy as it is for us to talk about, oh, just shift your mindset or just think happy thoughts or just flip everything around so that everything's very optimistic and all that. That's very hard to do. It's not something that you can just like decide you want to do and you can do it. I think it takes a long time Mm -hmm. for you to actually be able to have a bad situation thrown at you and then for you to flip it um, into something good. And I think one way people or one way I've learned to kind of do that is like, choosing to appreciate the little things and moments that I do have um like looking at Mm -hmm. a situation and yes like it is so bad but then 
trying to find little things that I can smile about through that bad situation. Like, because this bad situation happened, Mm -hmm. these great things are going to happen to me. Like, that's how I've worked on my mindset. Yeah, and I definitely see you kind of, like, mentioning, like, there's always obviously a coping time or, like, a time frame where, you know, if something happens to you, you you, you do have to emotionally, like, process it. And I feel like that's different for every situation, for every person. And like no one can really be the judge of like how long a person needs to kind of like process everything fully Mm -hmm. but I think processing something fully is one is like the stepping stone towards like like being able to do something about it because I feel like you know sometimes like really bad things happen to really good people and it's like you can sit here and talk about how unfortunate of a situation you were placed in like you know the odds against your favor not being dealt the right cards like all of these different phrases but ultimately like after you've reached that like like you've coped with it the way you need to consistently having all these negative feelings about it won't like change anything about the situation right like okay i'm gonna use like going abroad as an example okay when i couldn't go abroad I obviously, the first time, not this time, this time it's like a totally different thing, but the first time I couldn't go abroad and my program got canceled, I obviously had like a week to myself where I cried a lot and I was really unhappy and I was really like, you know, I was disappointed because of my grandpa's funeral that I wasn't able to go to because my visa and like not knowing what's going on, having to go back to campus and all that stuff. But then after a certain time, I was like, okay, me feeling bad about myself is really not doing me a service. No one's going to hand me anything. No one's going to change anything for me. I clearly can't change this because it's literally a right. virus. So then I like just like stopped. Like, you know, like a lot of people be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like <laughs> people that like you're not as close with, you know, and like, like like a month down the line, they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry you couldn't go abroad. And I'm like, yeah, like I really appreciate that. And they're like, how do you feel? And I'm just like, I don't really feel anything about it anymore because it's like just so out of my control. And I honestly think I would even go as far to say that this situation is like the one learning experience in my life that taught me that there are just simply things you cannot control. Because before, I would be in a lot of situations, whether it be with friends, whether it be with guys, whether it be with literally anything else, like like not getting a position, that I felt so like personally responsible for the things that were happening to me, even though they were completely affective. But then after this whole study abroad thing, I was like, no, like I'm reevaluating how I view things that happen to me because it's not always my fault. Right. And I I love that. I mean, yes, like with this example, you cannot change that this world is going through a pandemic right now. Like if you can change that, Mm -hmm. you are God, but you aren't God. So um, yeah. I, I think like my fi- kind of like my final argument on why I think happiness is more of a choice than a resulting feeling. It's that um, I don't think you can blame like your state of happiness or unhappiness on situations that happen in your life. Because if that were the case, mm-hmm. I think in this world, there would be probably 2.34 people that would actually be truly happy because at the end of the day, everyone goes through some kind of shit. Like, whether it's, like, relationships or a school or career or whatever is going on, like, everyone goes through shit, and it's just part of being human. So, in my mind, it's kind Mm -hmm. of, like, if you don't go, if you never go through shitty situations or disappointments or hardships and feel the opposite side of being happy, then how do you really know what, like, happy feels like to you? I agree with that completely. I just got so philosophical over here at 3 p.m. on a Sunday recording this episode with you. (laughs) Okay, let's lighten things up a little bit. Um, I kind of want to go on a little social media break now. And today we're going to be talking about TikTok. 
So, tickety talk, talkity tick. I actually thought, like, okay, let's say March, April, I thought TikTok was the stupidest, stupidest app anyone could ever get. Because my younger brother was on it, and I was, like, seeing all these dances, and I was like, I will never get a TikTok. And then, long and behold, quarantine hits, and I'm like, okay, let me just get on my brother's TikTok and scroll a little while. I was there for four hours, and then I made my own TikTok, and then I started dancing on TikTok. So, that's that with my TikTok experience. Oh my gosh, I feel like... I was the same way with TikTok in the sense I wasn't really like, oh, these dances are so dumb. I was a pure spectator. I was a, I am getting bored with the content. Obviously with quarantine like starting and a lot of like, you know, social media was only just like people at home or like recipes. I was getting so fucking bored of all that (laughs) stuff. I kind of knew that TikTok was going to hit off when it was starting. And the only reason for that being was um, I think when I went to her conference, like the summer after my freshman year, we had this like panel and it was talking about the future of social media and um, what is it called? Like, like portrait or like just not, not like, not YouTube, like Instagram mm-hmm. stories, length, like long right. wise um, content was going to hit off. It was going to be very popular and it was the next big thing. Like they even made the prediction to say that YouTube would be phased out and IGTV would be the next thing, which I don't think we have hit that part yet, but definitely with like the, the vertical thing, like that's what, you know, TikTok appeases to. It's also very short for short attention spans. So I knew it was going to be really popular. And at first I was only using it to watch like puppy videos. I don't know. Like I, I didn't even have an account, so I couldn't like out anything because it would ask me to make an account and I just refused to. And oh, I remember why I downloaded the app. It was because my friend kept sending me them. And uh, my friend, she like just, she did the same thing. She was just a pure spectator. I was getting really annoyed that I couldn't watch them on the app. So then I ended up downloading the app. And I actually started getting into TikTok because that same friend sent me a video of a horrible roommate. And I was like still a little irked about my horrible roommate experience from the semester. And I was like, just with the small sample size of people I've spoken to and knowing how bad that was, I knew that this TikTok was going to blow exactly. up because it was so bad. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do it. And I was like, should I make my own audio? And she's like, no, just use the person's audio. And you literally just put the photos in. So I was like, uh, how do I add text? Like I literally didn't even know how to add text to it. And then people were like, oh my God, like this is real. Like, why didn't you move out? And then I was like, wait, this is actually kind of fun. So then I started doing a lot of um, kind of like recommendations. So I started reviewing brunch places. And then I did like that rooftop, um, the rooftop that I took. Yes, that I saw that one. Sophomore yes. Year. Yeah. And I found out actually they're building luxury condos on top of it. Very unfortunate. No, that's not very um, unfortunate. I mean, unfortunate for your uh, photography um, purposes. But like, what if we just get a condo? that they built right there. I think we would have a great view of Boston. We could invite all the people slash guys we want over and we could have some hot like photography sessions. So it's like a win, 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 win. Oh my God. I we have to go rob a bank yeah, first that's though. Like... Just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> this is totally not going to be used for evidence. It's fine. <laughs> 
Um, I also have been noticing a lot of people doing like beauty things on TikTok. If anyone's heard of Hiram's like skincare, I think that's what his name is. I really don't know. But he just reviews like celebrities skincare routines and does like short forms for like brands you should trust and brands you shouldn't and products you should use and products you shouldn't. He's like, blow up the fuck up. I think like TikTok has gotten so big because like it's either 15 second videos or up to 60 second videos, right? When you go on YouTube mm-hmm. to look for um, like our product reviews or clothing hauls, honestly, you're only there for like the short 15 seconds of them like talking about that specific product and then scrolling past everything else and then going to the next product. I never sit through there exactly. like 15% off, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't have time for that. You have a 60-minute 60 yeah. 60 exactly. minute video up for four products. Like, what is wrong with you? Sometimes I think people just like exactly. to listen to them talk. And I'm also a, uh, not a victim. What is that word? Like, when you are... Oh, I am guilty of that, too. Holy shit, I am so stupid. Um, but... I think with my TikTok, right, I was like, okay, this is really fun. I am terrible at dancing, cannot dance to save my life. But I was like, oh, wow, they teach you how to freaking dance on here. I don't have to pay for anyone to teach me how to dance. And I can do it in my in the comforts of my own home with nobody watching, right? So... Oh like gosh. I, I since I journal every night. I remember one night I was like delusional and I was writing down my one goal this summer is to go viral on TikTok, and um, I was like, okay, this is so stupid. But anyway, uh, when the day my brother graduated um, elementary school, like before dinner, we just decided we saw this really cool dance, and I was like, let's just do it before we go to dinner because my mom was getting ready and we didn't uh. ha- have anything else to do. So we did it. And then I put my phone down, went to dinner, really kind of forgot about TikTok, and then woke up the next day. And it was at like 30,000 views. And I was like, okay, we might go viral. And then it just kept going and going and going and going. And then now we have 600,000 views on that one video. So I think we went viral. Like it's, it was, it was nothing special. It was just a video of me and my brother doing a dance. But then I think with the algorithm, sometimes the most normal videos go viral for no reason. Do you agree Mm -hmm. with that? It's the algorithm is crazy on TikTok. And I, I think that is why, like, a lot of people I've, like, talked with about it, they're like, oh, my God, it's such a time suck. Or, like, I can spend, like, Yes, it's, like, a time warp algorithm. Yes, and the algorithm is so, so good. It's actually, it's based in China, for sure. And, like, we all know, like, they, yeah, so they really tailor to, like, everything. Like, I could talk about something and they, they, it's not even, like, it's not, like, YouTube ads where it's, like, something vaguely familiar shows up, but it's, like, it's exactly Mm -hmm. what I'm looking for. And it's just, it's wild. Like, I had a thought the other day where I think I was just looking through, like, New York City things to do and I, one of the videos was, like, the Roosevelt tram and I think I was, like, that's so cool. And then to Today, I get like this beautiful panoramic TikTok of the views from the Roosevelt uh, Island tram. And I was like, okay, they're definitely spying on me. Like, the FBI agents at TikTok are probably getting paid so much because they do their job so well. It's like, it's kind of scary. Like you could think something and then you turn on your, or you open your TikTok, you go to your for your page and pretty much 90% of what is given to you is was what you thought or what you looked up two seconds ago. And I'm like holy cow, like, this is not okay. I, I don't like it like this. But then it also saves you a lot it's, of time. Yeah. You don't have to, like, search things up. It just comes it to you. It does. definitely does. And I feel like it connects you with what you need. Mm-hmm. 
like if you're searching for something and you like have been having a hard time finding it, it like almost sets you up to find the things that you didn't even know you were. I agree with that. But then, okay. I had this thought the other day, like it kind of gets annoying that like, for example, when I was going through like heartbreak, all the freaking videos were about if you landed on this video, this is a sign. He's still thinking about you. some stupid shit like that. And it was fun for like two hours. And then after that, I'm like, when is this going to go away? Like, I haven't figured that part about TikTok yet. Gotcha. Like when a person is done with like that certain thought or like that <laughs> yeah. type of content they don't want to see yeah. anymore. Yeah. How do you like get rid of the Yeah, TikTok up your game. But anyway, if you don't have a TikTok yet, don't ever swear off on it. You will eventually get a TikTok, especially if we're going to be in quarantine for a lot longer than we think we are going to be in. Okay. Done with TikTok. Scoochity over. Let's talk about some like personal advice we have about kind of being... I don't want to say like truly happy, but that's the only term that comes to mind. Like truly happy by yourself and with yourself. Because I think we've both had situations that has happened this year that has given us lessons about this. I, okay. I don't know what the exact quote is, but I can give you like the general idea Mm -hmm. of it. It's basically what I've been saying this whole time. And this has really been like the words or the mindset that have really helped me and also the way that I kind of like talk to my friends, especially the ones that might be like asking for advice on something like this is the advice I would give them. If you can't control it, don't let it affect you. Right. Like it's just so not worth your time, just like you can't change people. You can't change like certain situations. And so, yeah, it's definitely just a mindset switch. I think one like kind of lesson I I that I will carry on for the rest of my life is first of all, you won't ever be happy if you think that you need a reason to be happy. Ooh, I love right, that. Right, like some people are like can never be happy with what they have. Like, oh, this coffee is too hot. Oh my gosh, this train is taking too long. And it's like, why would you live your life thinking like like that? There's no point. Like if you think you need a reason to be happy, you won't ever you won't ever get to the state that you think you want to be. And then the second kind of lesson is that you cannot seek happiness in people or things because when you start depending on getting others approval and affirmation to make you happy, that is literally the number one. And I guarantee you it's the number one way to disappoint yourself because like Mm -hmm. nine out of 10 times, this person or this thing will be, will decide not to be part of your life anymore. And then when they're away from you, your happiness goes along with it. So it's like, why would you even put that big of a responsibility or that big of a burden on someone else or something else? Mm -hmm. You have to be kind of like almost, it sounds so cliche, but like happy within, right? It's like the one thing that you own is your body. The one thing you control is your happiness. The one thing that, you know, it's like keep it inside of your mind. Like obviously there are, you know, spending moments with people can bring you small bits of joy eating your favorite food like things like that but it's like don't make that solely like the basis of your happiness like if you don't have that then your happiness is slipped out from under your right I think you can definitely be uh, like inspired by people or things around you um and I'd be stupid for us to just be like, oh, if you're happy within yourself, you will never be sad with anything. Like someone could murder you and you'd be super happy. No, that's not what we're saying. But I think like at the end of the day, happiness comes from within yourself. And it's so hard to explain. It's like something you have to go through. And when you actually feel it, you're like, holy shit, like I, I think I understand it now. And it's nothing that anyone can explain to you. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, also one more thing that I've kind of taught myself when I'm like upset about something. It's like if you force, like you force yourself so hard and try to smile, I swear to you, like you become a little happier than you were before. It works on me. Just, it just works. It's just the sign. No, like sometimes like I'm literally in like such a breakdown. Like, you know, you're pre-shower. I don't know if you have these. Maybe I'm just crazy. But like, it's a shit day. Like everything's going wrong. And then you're about to hop in the shower and you have that pep talk with yourself in the mirror and you just ball. Maybe I'm just crazy. Anyway. <laughs> you like, I like was like, okay, Bonnie, smile. You smile and you look so stupid, but you feel a little bit better. I promise you do that hey if it if it works i'm not your judge <laughs> i know there's a lot of people out there who's judging but you know what i don't give a shit also when you don't care as much you are a lot happier I, that sounds so bad oh but gosh. it's so true wait this is this is so interesting this actually happened on our hike today so like i'm obviously from a place that has a very low population of asian people mm-hmm. And so Idaho in public, I don't, yeah, Idaho gang, love <laughs> it. And normally I like try not to speak like Chinese with my parents um, in public. Like I'll just like shift to English or just like, you know, use like a mix of both. But today when we were on our hike, my mom was like, she's like, oh, she's like, you're like using Chinese like so much more like out in public now. And I literally said, oh, I was like, I don't give a shit. I literally said that. I don't give a shit. And I was like, honestly, if people are going to be judging me for the language I use, I'm going to judge them for being fucking racist. And um, I was like, I was going off about it. And it, it made me realize, too, that, like, I don't know if it's a result of just, like, me and, like, realizing that, like, sometimes people are just really racist after, you know, certain things that have happened mm-hmm. in the world. But, yeah, like, I feel like I've definitely cared less. Like, I don't give a shit what you think. And if you're going to, like, give me a dirty look or if you're going to be rude about it, I will straight up call you out. And I have no problem doing that in public because I am well-educated with a good background and I can fuck you up. Like, that's exactly how I view it. <gasps> okay, like, Janine, we can fuck you people. up. No, I... Like, I just don't No, care. and I, I stand, like, give you a standing ovation for that because... It's so easy for us to be like, oh, like, I don't really care what other people think, but deep down you really do. But when you hit that spot, when you're really Mm -hmm. like, what you think of me is none of my responsibility. Like, I didn't tell you, like, to think that about me. I didn't tell you to look at me that way. You're just doing it because you want to, right? And that's nothing. Again, that's nothing Mm -hmm. I can control. So if you want to look like at me like I'm a psychopath, like, and that makes you happy, do what makes you happy, baby. Like, just don't care. That's the moral of the story. Don't give a shit about anything. Just joking. Don't give a shit and you'll find your <laughs> No, 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 no. You should definitely find your passions. But still. <laughs> definitely find your passions. Um, that's it. That's the tea, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's the tea. Um, no. Anyway, happiness is an inside job. It's a blow job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to cut that out. I'm just okay also I think I'm really happy today and like for a couple days now not that I'm not happy I just can't get my message through um I'm going back to Boston on Wednesday and I'm so excited so I think that excitement's like boosting my happiness but anyway yeah happiness is an inside job so please don't assign anyone else that much power over your life because it is your freaking life life is short and you better listen to us. Uh, or what? <laughs> or else Janine's going to go fuck you up, as she just said. <laughs> Janine, you really did scare me there. Um, oh, my God. 
So that's that. That's our episode on being happy. Hopefully listening to us once a week makes you a little happier. Um, If you hate us, keep listening. If you don't hate us, keep listening too. We love you guys all so much. Um, We can't wait to see you guys next week. And we love you. Bye-bye. Mwah. 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 Mwah.